0: All gas, no break. Waggy sauce, Gardner.
1: The moniker around them, that's not the same old Jets.
0: Uh, listen, thank you. I don't know about slaying the dragon, maybe it's becoming the dragon.
1: But that uh, Super Bowl three trophy is looking a little lonely.
2: We're all taking receipts on all the people who continually mock and, and say that we ain't going to do anything. I'm taking receipts. I'm going to be more than happy to share them with all of y'all when it's all said and done. We're back, everyone, just a week before the regular season begins in the NFL. Not for the Jets. We have a little bit longer there, but it is the Jets Way podcast. Jake, Sean, and Lorenzo. Guys, how's everybody doing tonight?
1: I'm doing well. I'm definitely. Uh, I've been excited for this podcast for a little bit now, and and glad we all got together.
0: I'm doing well. It's been a long off season. We're almost at the finish line for the start. I'm very excited.
1: Me too, Sean.
2: And this week we have uh, been teasing a little bit of a, a program announcement. We definitely have some things to cover uh, just around the house here. Before we get into all the jet talk, that we do know that there are tons of storylines, and we will get to that in just a minute. Uh, first bit of information here that we'd like to share happily share is we are proudly sponsored by underdog fantasy. Now our first bounce sponsor here on the jetsway podcast. So definitely a good for a a big thank you to our friends over at underdog, but even more so a big thank you to all of you for supporting this podcast. Now over the years, a big thank you uh, to our producer, Mr. John Kaywood, who has been instrumental in the growth of this program and uh, all he does behind the scenes he I would have loved for him to join us on air tonight but he is currently on a flight he's a busy guy nowadays but uh hopefully we can have John on soon but and a big thank you to you guys as well for for coming on here every week and uh you know talking about this football team there's been a lot of uh dark moments but things are looking up for the team and as well as this program so
1: uh cheers to that no definitely cheers to that I mean it couldn't come at a better time like the the team is definitely a lot better I feel like we're, we're all just honestly excited for the season and um, definitely happy that underdog is, is working with us and and um, I, I'm i sure that Sean could say the exact same thing
0: yeah th- thank you to Jake too for running the show you know it's been three four years now like you said some dark times we, we started the show in some dark times and some bright times ahead
2: amen to that Sean and like I said before this podcast started uh, for the, in the uh, opening monologue, it's a week before the NFL season. So that means, and just a nice little transition here for us, you, there's still plenty of time to get started with Underdog. And the Best Ball Mania 4, you don't know what best ball is. It's simple. You just enter Best Ball Mania on Underdog Slick mobile app, draft your team, and that's it. Yup, it's set it and forget it as Underdog optimizes your lineup weekly to create the highest scoring one it's here it's best ball mania for it's your first shot at it's your shot at a first place prize of 3 million dollars get signed up on underdogfantasy.com or via the app store with promo code jetsway and we'll get your first deposit matched up to $100 the underdog fantasy promo code is jetsway wow all right well big thank you again to underdog and the next big announcement that we have here that we've been teasing all week is the voicemail feature on the Jetsway podcast. We uh, we went to work. We wanted to incorporate the audience into the show a little bit more. We know we uh, would love to have everyone on, and we do plan on having everyone on. We try to give everybody their chance to come on here and, and talk with us, but unfortunately, there's just not enough hours in the week for that to happen. So we incorporated the new voicemail feature. If you want to chime in with your input, you got a question, comment, or anything in between, leave us a voicemail. Uh, at uh, the, the phone number here is 631-800-3909. Again, that's 631-800-3909. Just make sure you leave your first name and where you're from. So we will get to the voicemails tonight. We do have a few of those. We'll get to those as we wrap up the show. Everyone
1: excited or what? I'm excited for those voicemails.
2: I am too. We, we, we do have uh, some voicemails tonight. Looking forward to it. We'll, we'll get some. I believe we have three. We'll we we'll, we'll pick and we'll go from there. So again, 631-800-3909. Leave us your voicemail. So let's get into the good stuff. Makai Becton starting at right tackle for the Jets. Guys, Makai Becton won the right tackle job. It looks like the Jets will have an offensive line of Dwayne Brown, Lakin Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, Elijah Vera Tucker, and Makai Becton. What's everybody's thoughts on that?
1: Well, I, I know for me, I'm I'm definitely excited to see Makai on the right side. I did not want to see Max Mitchell or Billy Turner um starting week one. Um and I'm honestly just excited for him personally. Like he obviously, you know, we've got on him on this podcast, but he's gone through, you know, numerous injuries and um weight issues and things like that. And he seems like um he, he's in a better place and hopefully he he can show down the field. And like I, I think Jake mentioned many times, like this is his first um, game in front of fans. Um, at MetLife Stadium, so definitely huge for him.
0: Yeah, it's been a long road for Becton, as as we know. So it's definitely awesome to see him out there. Expect big things from him, and it's just nice to see the offensive line coming together at the perfect time right now.
2: Yeah, I gotta be honest with you, you you really do feel good for Becton because there was once upon a time where Mikay Becton was one of the ten best left tackles in all of football. He could burst onto the scene his rookie year, and you know. He goes up against both Boses. He goes up against Aaron Donald, and he dominates them, and he's all over the highlight reels, baldy breakdowns, you name it. So Makai Becton getting here after two years of really not playing football, and you really wondered what his NFL future was looking like, to come back to this point with this Jet team, with the expectations heightened this much around them, you have the uncertainties on the offensive line. Joe Douglas did a lot this offseason, but it looks like the offensive line was not one of those areas that was really addressed this offseason other than maybe the signing of Billy Turner. If you really want to get technical, bringing back Connor McGovern, drafting Joe Tippman. The tackle position wasn't really upgraded from last year. So this is big for Makai Becton to come in here and have his best year. And oh, by the way, Mekhi Becton is also looking for a new contract. He's he didn't get the fifth year option picked up by Joe Douglas, and he has a world's to prove he's at a new position. Dwayne Brown's the left tackle. And he's fully embracing that. And a big credit and a big shout-out goes to Aaron Rodgers. He was instrumental. You think – and Mekhi Becton has this great of an attitude if Zach Wilson is playing quarterback for this team and this team the expectation is to be a you know an 8- or a 9-win team and sneak into the playoffs. No, this team has huge aspirations, and Mekhi Becton sees it. If he goes out there and he shows out, especially on the national stage, the Jets have all these primetime games this year. If he shows that he's that lockdown right tackle – guess what? He can easily go back to left tackle and get paid somewhere next year. If, if a team comes in higher than the jets with contract offers, we saw it with, uh, in, in, or uh, you know, where Orlando Brown for Baltimore was a great right tackle. He wanted to be a left tackle. He went to go play in Kansas city. And now he's in, uh, Cincinnati on a big contract. It's been done before. So the, it's right there for Makai Beckton. And this is going to be a beautiful partnership, hopefully this year where Beckton gets the contract he wants next year. And the jets go where they want to go this year. So, I'm pumped for him and, and I am even more so pumped that this offensive line is solidified. We can get five guys out there and practice on a weekly basis to get some chemistry for week one. Ima- imagine that after all these years.
1: Imagine that. I think no, I think that's the I, I think you alluded to it um perfectly with Aaron Rodgers. Like we saw in the hard knocks episodes where um you, you kind of saw that connection build. And um, I think Aaron Rodgers said that um, you know, he's looking to have lunch or whatever it is with, with Makai at least once a week, just to make sure he's Feeling involved with the team. And that goes a long way. But um, I think in terms of football, I'm definitely excited to see ABT and Makai Beck on that right side. Um hopefully a lot of a lot of good runs between da- uh, Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall on, on that right side. So I'm definitely looking forward to the the O line finally um being healthy and together.
0: That's a great point. That that right side of the line is gonna be something serious and knock on wood here, but the team is pretty healthy right now, the healthiest they've been in a long time leaving the camp.
2: Honestly, though, I think a big, again, I'm going to have to go back to Aaron Rodgers and somebody who I don't really love what, I don't agree with all the takes that he says. It's Emmanuel Agba. He had a great video today just outlining how Aaron Rodgers gets that football out so quick. I mean, in comparison, he's about a second and a half faster than Zach Wilson from last year, the way he was getting it out in the preseason game against the Giants. And a lot of the Jets' woes on the offensive line, and by the way, the Jets' offensive line hasn't been healthy yet in August can be solved with Aaron Rodgers simply getting the football out. You saw there was the play in the preseason game against the Giants, right, where the Giants just crowded that line of scrimmage. There was basically everybody in front of the line of scrimmage or on the other side of the field, and then there was Garrett Wilson, one-on-one with the corner. What does Rodgers do? He calls hike. He gets rid of the football. Boom, 10 yards first down to Garrett Wilson after the catch. And you saw it in the goal line where it was just Garrett Wilson and another guy the blitz was coming. Rogers picked it up and he throws it to the only spot where Garrett Wills can get it. You're going to see that a ton this year. And honestly, it had a lot of shades of Devonte Adams and the Green Bay Packers. That's literally what it looked like right there. Same number at all. And as a Jet fan, you can't help but be excited because this O line is only going to get better as they get healthy. And we have a quarterback that knows, hey, you got to get rid of the football. You can't run around back there and you can't hold on to it for a country year.
1: I think that's, I think, I mean, listen, that throw. That touchdown throw was was absolutely beautiful, and obviously, it's you know it's preseason, so we're not going to get too excited. But, um, I hope I see a lot of that in the regular season, and it looks like Garrett Wilson will be having um a lot of touchdowns this year. Um, because it's listen, especially with the Corey Davis news, um, Garrett Wilson's going to be getting a lot of targets this year, and um, I'm definitely excited for that.
0: That connection has some has a chance to be really really special. I mean, our expectations are. Are high already, but they can do something great this year.
2: A generational connection that that's yeah. what it can be. Yeah. And also, we haven't seen Al- Al- Alan Lazard get out there in the preseason with Aaron Rodgers yet, right? Alan Lazard and Aaron Rodgers definitely go back to their days in Green Bay. I think Lazard is going to get a great amount of targets in this Jets offense, especially with Corey Davis. And another pass catcher we have to bring up, he was kind of like a joke all offseason in the football community. But you talk to Coach Sala, you talk to those people in the building, and You watch the game that the Jets had, and you saw how much he was out there, and especially with this receiving core where they might have an issue with staying healthy, and just overall the bodies keep dropping, right? Corey Davis already retired. You don't know. McCole Hardman has had his fair share of injuries before. It's Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb is going to play a big role both on and off the field for this team this year and you will see plenty of Randall Cobb out there on Sundays and honestly it kind of reminds me a little bit of what Jericho Cotter used to be for the Jets with those teams that went to the AFC championship games wasn't the flashiest wasn't the best but guess what he got the job done and made big plays and big moments that's what Randall Cobb could be for this football team
1: and honestly you're so right but like uh randall cobb being on hard knocks has made me even more of a fan of oh, him. oh he's the man like he is like a just super down-to-earth guy like obviously um his his football resume speaks for itself but i definitely agree with you i think he's going to be out there um honestly a lot in the slot but just have him having that connection with aaron Rodgers is is key um those third downs those third and fives where you just need a, a quick first down like he's going to be that guy to to get the ball and um, I can definitely say he's hopefully going to be a lot better than, than Braxton Burials in those situations. Um, so I'm happy he's on our team.
0: Yeah, the guy can definitely play. Simple as that. And I like the Kotri uh comparison there because that was a guy that was just tough and, and got the job done. So you're right on that.
2: He's going to be out there for a lot. I thought that scene at Hard Knocks was absolutely hysterical. Though, where Cobb, uh, <laughs> wiped that guy out. He clotheslined him, and then uh, Rogers is like he lost all of his camp money. That was his, That was funny. And and also I, we we would be remiss if we didn't bring up. I mean, what about that guy Ward from the Giants? What it what is he? What is he thinking? Right, and that's what we were. Me and Sean talked about this last show. We worried about some scrub like that trying some nonsense with Rogers in the preseason. We're lucky this Jod Ward or whatever his name is didn't try to go low on Rodgers or something like that. We're lucky that all he did was shove him after the ball was thrown. I, that Jihad Ward right now is more famous than he's ever imagined simply because of Aaron Rodgers and Hard Knocks. That Jets-Giants game and the Jets are making enemies with everybody this year. There is no allies. There are no friends. There is no love lost with the Jets and the rest of the league this year. And I love it because this franchise has been taking shit from everybody for all these years. They've been mocked and they've been they've been looked at as just a joke on the schedule and I love what Robert Sala said because when they talked about how the division was tough and they talked about how the schedule was tough, he said well guess what those teams got to play us and that's the right mindset and mentality to have right there I love it all
1: I love it too I mean listen man we we want the smoke and and as as Sala would say like you got to have confidence in your team and listen with with eight behind <laughs> behind center like how could you not um, but I thought that, that whole trash talking thing was just hilarious. Like, how do you tell a hall of fame quarterback, who are you? Come on, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, obviously it's spur of the moment and like, he probably like, you know, it's, it's just trash talking, but like, that was not a, not, not a great comeback from, from Mr. Ward there.
0: Yeah, that was a wild exchange, but I'll, I'll take all the bulletin board material they want to give us. Cause we have a target on our back and I'll, I'll take all the motivation that, uh, we can get.
2: Honestly, th- th- this year is really going to be. a I hope I'm. It just feels different. I know we talked about it a lot previous years. I could see a disaster coming, but maybe you know what? I'm just really uh seeing through some real green gla- green glasses here. And my last little comment about about hard knocks and just what I the nonsense that I've been seeing on Twitter this week. I can't believe the amount of people that have gone to these great lengths to just pr- just praise a incompletion. From when Jalen Hyatt caught that or didn't catch that ball, rather. (laughs) They're like, oh, he blew right past Sauce Gardner. Well, part of what makes Sauce Gardner so great is he has those long arms to where if he does get beat by a faster receiver. Like, Sauce Gardner's not the strongest. He's not the biggest. He's not the fastest, right? But those long arms are so valuable because you can get your arms up there. And if you're beat, his arms are so long where he pretty much covers multiple strides. On deep balls, on vertical balls, and that that was on full display right there. He gets no luck. He he gets no love whatsoever, and uh, he, just an incompletion. That's how you
1: know you're nice. I thought it was interesting that that they went at him. What it was like three times in that for two or three times in the first two, couple drives where um, they were just throwing at him, and I was like, wow, they're really testing Sauce Gardner. Where we didn't really see that much that much of that last year, so. Um, I think his length is, I mean, he's, listen, he's six, four, like, you know, he's not going <laughs> to be running uh stride for stride with the, with the shiftiest guys here, but he can obviously hold his own. So um like Jake said, his, his length is, uh is um exceptional.
0: Yeah. And so I said it on a uh, hard knocks that when are they going to stop trying? I mean, coach Salah said, as soon as, as soon as you take that ball away. So that'll be a big thing for, for him this year to see if you can, you know, pick the ball off and, you know, Shut down one side of the field like Revis did, so yeah. that's just awesome.
1: I don't even know how many picks he had last year.
0: I think I guess it would be two.
1: Yeah, I don't. Think I could it, be wrong. I don't think it was that many. I know. Th- I I remember the one from the Dolphins game. Was the Dolphins game? He had
0: one against the Bills too.
1: Yeah, one against the Bills. Um, honestly, I can't really remember too much, but that coverage was sticky. So that's that's really all that matters.
2: He's just he's the best. And he was voted by the the writers this week as the top corner uh, in AP. So I don't know how Jalen Ramsey got any votes. But by the way, the Dolphins are just really they're doing great. They they really are. They got <laughs> Jeff Wilson on IR. They got Jalen Ramsey on IR. But don't worry. They signed Jet Great's Parry Nickerson and Tyler Croft to the roster. <laughs> just more Jet Scrubs in South <laughs> Beach. So uh, sh- great job, Dolphins. And, but don't worry. Dalvin Cook is loving life. He practiced with the Jets for the first time, and he's ready to roll for week one. I wanted to make sure that we had enough time for the voicemails before uh, we wrap here, we we get back to discussion, what have you. So uh, we will get to our first voicemail starting right now.
0: Hey, guys, Donnie. I got two things.
2: One for the Jets, you know, biggest concern for the season is definitely Robert Sala. I want to know what you guys think about that. And the offense line, but... Number two, and the
0: the biggest point,
2: mostly for Lorenzo, and then reminder: if the Mets take Pete this huge contract, and they go forward with Lindor, Alonzo, Nimo, McNeil, they will not win a thing until all those guys are gone. Let's go, Jess.
1: All right, I, I am not. No, yes,
2: yeah, so the Lorenzo, you need to respond to this. I think right now, Donnie, I I don't know what what uh. What what happened? Because I think it's because we we have talked on about the Mets on here a little bit. Definitely with the Jets, we'll get to his Jets comment. But I think this just seemed like a very personalized voicemail to you real quick. I need your reaction and your response to Donnie.
1: There, there's absolutely zero, zero chance that we should be trading Pete Alonzo. First of all, the guy hits damn near 40 plus home runs every year where's that power coming from? It's not coming from Mark Vientos or it's not coming from anywhere else that I, that's all in this roster at the moment. So I don't see, I don't see the point in trading him. I don't think he's a locker room cancer as people have alluded to um, at other stations, but I think he's too much of a fan favorite to trade at this point.
0: Donnie, let me just chime in here. (laughs) Donnie, this, this, we aren't owned by the Wilpons anymore. Stevie can eat money. We aren't, we should not be concerned with money. Should we pay Pete 30 million a year? No. But he's he should be a met for life. And if he if he asks for something insane, then I guess he will have to trade him. But money should not be a concern for the fan base.
2: I'll back him here real quick before we get on to the whole jet thing. They're not winning with this core of 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 players. Like the whole Lindor has been a disaster. Alonzo, as good as he is, he's like met good. Like he he's not Paul Goldschmidt. He's not Freddie Freeman. He's not one of those first basemen. So that's that, fair. It, maybe maybe donnie has got a little bit of a point here. Maybe, maybe he I does. Don't,
0: I don't disagree. Like Olsen gets paid twenty one million Maddelson. a year, and And Olson's definitely better. But Lindor's been good for us. I he's I, been I right. disagree he's with your. A, he's one other take.
2: He's one of the worst three hundred million dollars players in all baseball. False, false. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think one so, of the worst three hundred million dollars in all baseball. Listen, he's a I'm good not, player, I'm man. not a
1: big war guy, but he is top. In the NL, and if, the if if you so, take away his
2: meaningless hits and home runs when the Mets were basically eliminated for the season, you would say that he's a bad player. No, I don't agree. Yes, yeah, you would. <laughs> no, this, no, this, no, this, no. But look, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, He he is, but we we can we can talk. I don't want to get too sidetracked here <laughs> with New York baseball when when both teams are just <laughs> headed to nowhere. But I'm excited to see the kids this weekend uh, play for the Yankees. So I guess that's exciting. Back to the whole jet thing. His two big concerns is Robert Sala and the offensive line. I believe one of these other voicemails did get to Robert Sala as well. That's that's what I was told. I didn't actually listen to it yet, but um, let's get to the offensive line. We already talked about it. Donnie's got to relax here. I told you the quarterback's going to get rid of the ball. He knows what he's doing, and we've never seen the offensive line fully healthy, and they have a little bit of depth on the offensive line with Titman and Schweitzer on the inside, and, uh, well, hopefully we never get to see Billy Turner play on the outside or uh, Max Mitchell. Hopefully it just, if anybody were to go down, we kick AVT over. To tackle and we move Tippman to center or guard and all would be well. Donnie, relax. <laughs> Anybody got anything to add to that?
1: No, I definitely agree. I think especially that point about um, if one of the tackles goes down, having that AVT insurance um, is definitely crucial for this O line because I don't think Salah has a has a trust in Max Mitchell or Billy Turner at this point um, to have them starting multiple multiple games if needed, but. Um, in terms of Salah, I mean, listen, the guy has to prove himself, and he hasn't really won anything in this league. But I don't have any major concerns about him as a coach um, at this point in time. I think the player just have to go out there and um, play football at the end of the day.
0: I think I get his concerns with the offensive line because if you had to pick a position group with the team, it's definitely that, like being the weakest. But
2: I just if, I disagree.
0: If we're semi healthy, I think we'll be fine. And as, and as far as the coach, I think his one blip last year, I think was the Lions game towards the end. He kind of mismanaged the clock, I think. But like Jake said, R-E-L-A-X.
2: Yeah, Don, Donnie's got to relax with, with the Jets. Um, But I'm a little worried about this receiving core, to be honest with you, because we are a Garrett Wilson something going wrong away from one of the worst receiving chart, depth charts in the whole NFL. It is a concern. We need to get somebody in here. By midseason. And if you listen to last week's program, uh, that big shout out again to Armando Salguero for joining us. Devontae Adams isn't walking through that door anytime soon. So let's transition on over to voicemail number two. Big thank you again to our good buddy, Donnie. On to voicemail number two. Hey, boys. This is Brian from New Jersey. First time a long time. My question today is about our boy Rodgers going with eight instead of 12. Is that a beta move? Rodgers, uh, he's changing. Brady sticks with a 12. He made some nerd switch with him. Uh, so my question is, humble move, or is he a hot fraud who can't win the big one? I'll hang up and listen. Take listen. <laughs>
0: that was good.
2: <laughs> yeah. That one was pretty funny. So a uh, big thank you to Brian from New Jersey for for the <laughs> voicemail. Uh, yeah, look, I, I wanted him to wear number 12. I did. Uh, that would have been cool at the press conference seeing Broadway Joe hand over the number 12 Taron Aaron Rodgers, but I can't fault the guy for respecting somebody's legacy. I'm fine. Uh, look, he could be wearing number eight, number 88, number whatever. You know, he could be wearing 69. You know, you know <laughs> take that for what you will. Double zero. He could be wearing whatever he wants out there. Just please show up every single game this season and play well. I don't care. And as far as being a fraud goes, he needs to win that second Super Bowl. He need, he needs a second one. What do you guys think?
1: One, I think, well, for the, the number change, I, I I agree with you, Jake. I think, you know, when a number is retired, I think athletes kind of have that respect factor of just like, that's, that's in the rafters. And it's not like the Jets have had uh, many numbers retired or many great quarterbacks. So definitely see the respect factor. There. And honestly, eight's a pretty good number anyway. So, um, but in terms of, Winning that next Super Bowl, I mean, if he wins a Super Bowl with the Jets, and I'm I'm talking crazy here, but like he's immortalized in in this franchise. Like there's there's not topping that. So that would that would put the uh, the cherry on top for his legacy, and I think that would be uh, super great for this franchise.
0: The call Aaron Rodgers a beta is insane, and Brian, this was <laughs> a great call, but it's it's Joe Willie's number. Like, come on, like. That is that is the ultimate sign of respect for the fan base and Joe, obviously. So yeah, I mean, I I love him, you know, passing up the opportunity to wear 12.
2: I would I, I would have liked to have seen it, but he needs a second Super Bowl. The great ones win that second Super Bowl, and the great ones have recently been winning that second Super Bowl or whatever number Super Bowl that is with the second team they play for. Hopefully, this is Brady 2.0 because Brady won with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now on to our third and final voicemail for the night.
0: Hey, it's Nevis from Massapequa. Way Podcast, just want to know your thoughts on uh, Robert Sala overall as a head coach, if you think he's more of a, uh actual coach than a you know personal trainer, motivational speaker. And if the Jets miss the playoffs, which, uh, I don't know, it's a tight AFC race, with the Jets missing the playoffs, do you think Sala could be let go after the season, or is he guaranteed it for at least another year? I'll hang up and listen.
2: Nevitz or Ned or whatever you know from Massapequa, we definitely love the shout out from the six three one. Listen, I will make this one short and sweet and speak for the majority of us here. I I know you guys have have I don't know maybe you guys share the same sentiment. I hope you guys do. If the Jets don't make the playoffs this year. Robert Sala better pack his stuff as soon as they're not able to make the playoffs because he is so done, it isn't even funny. They, somebody's getting fired if the Jets don't make the playoffs this year. Woody Johnson put a lot of money and a lot of resources into this team this year, and they better win. They hey, Listen, if we don't win now, when are we winning? So... They better make the playoffs this year. And do I have concerns about Sally? Absolutely. I worry that he's too nice of a guy. I've said it on here plenty of times. It reminds me a little bit of Todd Bowles, and that's my worry. With Todd Bowles, we all knew that he was a buffoon when it came to managing the clock. And Todd Bowles had no accountability over players because he was everybody's friend. And it turned out that Todd Bowles was a much better coordinator than he was a head coach because he just didn't have it. And I worry about Salah from that regard. Hopefully Aaron Rodgers can elevate everybody up around him. Like, like this jet coaching staff that I have a little bit of trouble with, uh, with my belief, because we all know as much as Rodgers loves Nathaniel Hackett, uh, Nathaniel Hackett isn't a great, if, if Rodgers wasn't here, Nathaniel Hackett would have been getting everybody fired. If, 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 Salah, if, if Zach Wilson was the quarterback and Nathaniel Hackett was running things, no disrespect to Nathaniel Hackett here, but people are getting fired at the end of the year. We're talking about a throwaway season. So, uh, there's huge concern with Salah. We're, we're banking on Rodgers to to really elevate this franchise. And I see a lot of people on online just really troll the Jets for saying that Rodgers is like the head coach. He can be whatever the hell he wants. Have you seen the quarterbacks playing for this team? We were getting excited for a fourth-string quarterback last year in a win-or-go-home game, essentially. And, the, and we, we were playing meaningful December football games, and we had a fourth-string quarterback out there. please please let us live folks. But yes, there's huge concerns.
1: Dick, that was perfectly said. I think my level of concern for Sal is a little bit less um, than you at at this point. Um, I do kind of agree with like the, I think he's a little better than Todd Bulls, I'm going to be honest with you. I think in terms of that head coaching aspect, I think he holds players a little bit more accountable, but I think Aaron Rodgers just makes a difference. Like you said, it's, it's a, it's obviously a lot different than last year. Um, with Zach Wilson and the the cast of characters that we had at quarterback last year, so um, I think that's the biggest thing with this team. But yeah, if we do not make the playoffs this year, we a lot a lot of people are getting fired. I'll put it that way.
2: Douglas won't get fired though.
1: No,
0: I think the book is still open on the coach. Out of a scale of one to ten, my concern, I guess, it would be like a four. I guess because obviously it's you got to win this year, and if they don't, it'll definitely be a big reflection on him
2: let, let me give you three things that i'm concerned about with the coach number one number one the clock management was abysmal last year there was the lions game that was terrible the the Steeler game he mismanaged at halftime we can go on and on and on we can also bring up how this team wasn't ready to play football in the month of December. He lost the locker room. Hopefully we don't have these issues this year. I think a big thing was sticking with Zach Wilson for a little bit too long. But when you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you're not going to have a quarterback controversy. So we don't need to worry about that. But also, it's just the overall being everybody's buddy-buddy. John Franklin Myers last year, after the Cincinnati game, where the, it was a 7-6 game, the Jets are getting off the field, the whole crowd is pumped up, the Jets are 1-1 one one on the year, they're playing the AFC champion from last year, neck and neck with Joe Flacco, a quarterback. And what does John Franklin Myers do? He hits Joe Burrow when the play is over. Boom. They go on to score a touchdown that drive to T. Higgins. So, And the Jets lost that game. And no accountability there. And what does John Franklin Myers do again? Oh, he cost the Jets the season pretty much by hitting Mac Jones after the play. I don't care if you think the Jets got hosed or not. They shouldn't have been in the situation, but that's undisciplined. And Corey Davis with the undisciplined penalties as well, where we didn't see it, where the, where the camera went out at the Bengals game. He got a personal foul there. He had numerous penalties throughout the whole season undisciplined right there so he it worries me that guys are not disciplined enough on this team you think Belichick's players are doing that on multiple occasions and being able to play the next week absolutely not so Salah needs to hold people accountable this year because this is not you know some developmental you know team just looking to just sneak into the playoffs here no no no. we're trying to win big and you can't win big by doing crap like that hold everybody accountable coach
1: I think those are fair concerns. Um, I will say this about Belichick's players. At least we did not lateral to the other team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true.
2: That's that was true. worse than
1: the butt fumble. <laughs>
2: no, it wasn't. Hey, look. No, that was worse than the butt <laughs> that, fumble. That, that was, was that way was worse. The... No, 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 no. Way I, worse. I, 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 I'm they not... lost the game in, on that play. In terms of embarrassment, uh, sure, but... Oh,
0: because it's the Jets. It'll be more of like a 100%. thing that lives on forever, but that 100%. was... All... Oh one of the worst plays you'll ever see
2: yeah look i mean these were not and look they still beat the jets twice last year as much as you want to laugh at them from our end they they beat the jets twice and my god the jets better run beating them is just not enough here we need to win by three touchdowns or more run the freaking score up on those bastards and shove it up their asses that's like god we need to do that more than anyone will know, I need to beat New England and this whole division too. And that's a big thing with this schedule when when the season begins here. They play Buffalo, they play New England before the bye, right? They have two two out of six games against the division to start the year, including the Giants. They got to beat these teams in the division. If they go 4-2 and two and they lose both games in the division, I'm a little upset there. I, I can't lie here. We got to beat the division this year.
1: Prerequisite. Yeah. I definitely want that AFC East title. I think that's that's just a, the, the stamp we need on this season. I, I have a question about Salah though. Do you think those concerns or like his I don't I'll say wrongdoings are because he was a second year head coach, or you think that's just because that's who he is? I
2: think that's who he is. Huh? I think I think so.
0: The offense was terrible last year. I think Lafleur was a big part of what went on. Well,
2: the, the the overall discipline of the team was not good last year.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm, they I were not disagree. disciplined. I don't disagree, but I mean, we'll we'll see, man. We'll see. Too
2: many, too many penalties at inopportune times last year, and the clock management was a big concern. Uh, hopefully, that is resolved this year. But yes, the offense didn't help matters. Right? There were plenty of games where we're dreadful. It, it was dreadful. I I agree with you there. But there were times where, like that Lions game, you can't blame the offense for losing that game. right? They, they scored enough points. They really should have won that. And his defense blew it. They spit the bit in that game. They spit the bit. And let's not exonerate the defense here either. right? We can all get on Zach in the offense. This defense didn't force a turnover. They forced one damn turnover the last six games of the year. So they need to force some more turnovers. They're not to be exalved here. They, they need to force... The other team, and when there's a ball on the ground, they got to recover a fumble. How many times last year was the ball on the ground and there was no jet anywhere near the ball? The Patriots, as much as we want to laugh at them, they scored, what, seven touchdowns last year on defense? That's what I'm talking about, you know?
1: No, I definitely agree with that. I mean, listen, I think this front this front seven, or front four, rather, is... is... They're going to be creating some turnovers and getting those sacks. That That is that is for certain. So, Hopefully
2: it transfers, though. Hopefully, yeah. look, preseason football means Jack Diddley. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
2: That's got to transfer in because they are playing games last year where I'm saying to myself, hey, are we going to hit the quarterback sometime today? Hopefully this year, though, we don't have that.
0: Yeah, I mean, on paper, the defense got better, but we have a tough schedule this year. We played a bunch of backups last year, so they just got to go out there and do it.
2: And they got a free Jermaine Johnson. He's an every down player. I don't want to see any of this nonsense with Carl Lawson this year or John Frank. No, no, no. Jermaine Johnson is your best pass rusher. You need to play him. And you need to play the kid you drafted in the first round this year on passing situations. You passed up on playmakers to draft this kid. He needs to play. And also, you need to play Bryce Huff as well. Because how many times last year. And by the way, this is the same coaching staff didn't let Bryce Huff play for the first two or three weeks last year. I mean, wh- what a disgrace that was. You need to play him. You need to play Will McDonald. You need to play Jermaine Johnson. And I don't give. I really don't care what, what Carl Lawson's doing. Like really, those in my opinion are the guys that this defense needs to rely on up front with Quinton Williams, of course.
1: Jake, I texted. I texted you this a couple of weeks ago. Jermaine Johnson, is a beast. A can, it has a chance to be a Pro Bowler this year. I'm going to say it now. I'm going to co-sign it, and hopefully, it comes to fruition. I agree. I, I think Jermaine's really going to be a beast. He looks really
0: good. I'm excited to see what he can do, but camp and preseason does not count. I think he'll be good this year, but let's see it happen.
2: He He's due for a big year, and hopefully he plays every down. I don't want to see any of this rotation nonsense, why he's not playing more well, than gonna most. there's going to be rotation. There there's there's uh, going to be a rotation, but he needs to play the most out of this rotation. Yeah. Outside, of, you know, him and Quinton need to be leading the way, in my opinion. Definitely agree
0: there. Yeah. yeah. They have a lot of sick guys to play. It's going to be fun.
2: And we will be back next week previewing week one against the Buffalo Bills. We'll be talking Buffalo. We'll be taking your voicemails again. Again, a big shout out to our friends over at Underdog Fantasy for sponsoring us for this upcoming season. We truly appreciate it. Use promo code JetsWay. The sign-up links will be in the episode description as well as our social media platforms we thank. Everybody for listening to the Jetsway podcast, please leave us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Follow, subscribe, and we'll see everyone next week, no matter what. And as always,
0: go Jets. Go Jets.